Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Adrian, a.k.a. Cheese. And with me, my guest is Wes Melanson. Wes, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Cheese? Doing really good. So today's episode is going over our NFC West predictions of the NFL season. So the teams that are in the NFC West or the St. Not St. Louis, something my bad. <laughs> Los Angeles Rams, the Arizona Cardinals, the Seattle Seahawks, and the San Francisco 49ers. So, Wes, before I talk about, we talk about the NFC West, I want to talk to you about Wade Jones. Because, well, Wes, like, this is my first time, like, recording podcasts back-to-back days or nights, whatever you want to call it. Because sure. by the time this episode gets up, the Wade Jones episode will be already posted. So, Wes, okay. I want to... I want to hear your thoughts about Wade Jones as an athlete. I want to hear your take. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's a great athlete um, Around from around here, obviously. Um, typically, a ballet star, um, obviously playing multiple sports, which is very impressive. And, yeah, just a very good football player, understands um, how to kind of cover in the deep, the back end, uh, being safety and all. I think that he does a great job of being able to go after the ball, get up after it, um, obviously high point it understands how to track the ball great on offense and defense and just, yeah, a great all round athlete and going to be a great ball player for the future. Well said Wes. And he's also an, an awesome track athlete as well. Since exactly. That's why I said multiple, year. multiple athlete, multiple sport athlete. That's very big around here. So I think that's, he's going to be a very bright spot for typically Valley. Yeah. Dude, that's facts on printer. And then yep. honestly, um, when I got to like record with them, you know, that was obviously my first time, like, you know, really having a conversation with him. And, dude, and he's such a nice, humble kid, you know. Nothing nothing but the best for him, you know. Yep. Agreed. So, yeah, Wade, you know, good luck if you're listening to this episode. So, anyways, Wes, man, like, um, what do you think about the NFC West in general before we talk about our division rankings, you know? Yeah, so, in my personal opinion, geez, I don't know if you're going to feel the same way. I think it's kind of like a two-team race with the Rams and the Cardinals and kind of a decent size. I mean, not decent drop-off, but, like, it's kind of like those two teams are definitely top of the line in this division in the FC West. I think that the Cardinals and the Rams are very, like, kind of almost neck and neck in my opinion. Obviously, we saw what the Rams did last year, which was very impressive winning the Super Bowl and all. But, yeah, I think it's just those two at the top and then kind of just fizzles out at the end with the 49ers and the Seahawks. What do you think? Man, it's gonna be a, an interesting episode already, you know, because like Uh-oh. I disagree with you, man. Uh, you How know, do you disagree with me? Because the 49ers, I think, you know, besides the Rams being the best team in the division, I think the 49ers are the second best team. No, like, no problem, you know, really? Yeah, so we can dig into the dig deep into that later on. So, Wes, I think this is easily the best division in the NFC. Wouldn't you agree with that, at least, or at least second best? Yeah, I mean. Like, like we talked about earlier, cheese. There's not very much players and teams that are like kind of top of the line in the NFL and the NFC East side. It's a very AFC East heavy this year. Our AFC um, is very heavy this year over the NFC. But yeah, this is definitely a good division to be in and kind of seeing like, well, you say three teams. I guess I kind of do, but like two teams that are definitely very good. Um, that can make a playoff run and make a push into one being a wild card and just getting in there and mixing it up. Yeah, and also I want to tell uh, everyone that this division as a whole in the out of division games, they do all four teams really do have a tough schedule. So if you're, so don't mind us saying, hey, 
every team, as we talk about, is going to have a tough schedule. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, yeah. So, um, Wes, like always, uh, can you uh, say your rankings from first to last with their the overall record along with their division record? Okay. Um, so, in first place, I have the Los Angeles Rams with going a record of 12-4 and four and a conference record of 4-2. and two. So, obviously, winning the conference. Then I have the Arizona Cardinals – as a regular season, 11 and six in conference, three and three. And then I have the 49ers with a record of nine and eight, a conference record of two and four. And then I have the Seattle Seahawks with a six and 12 record for the regular season. And oh, that makes no sense. I got the game off, but yeah, they're low in the division. And then conference record one five. I messed up something there. One, two, three. You're fine. Either way, they're going to have a losing season. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think they're going to compete very much. All right, Wes, you ready to hear mine? Yep. Okay, first place repeat, as repeating champions, the Los Angeles Rams. The yep, record for sure. this year is 11-6, division record 4-2. Second place is the San Francisco 49ers going 10-7, division record going 4-2. Third place, the Arizona Cardinals going 6-11, the division Whoa. record is 3-3. Three and, three. Oh. and last place, Seattle Seahawks going 3-14, division record 1-5. Yeah, you're a tough, you're a tough schedule maker guy. Oh man, dude, you know, we gotta wait, you know, till we talk about this. I guess so. Okay, so let's at least we both agree on the Rams on being repeat champions. So Wes, I want to hear your take on why you think the Rams, you know, are gonna obviously take first place. I think it's just obviously having the experience last season of obviously making the Super Bowl and obviously winning it, but I think it's just the way that this this conference is kind of laid out. The Rams have like the most established people on their team. Like their roster is more like kind of like established and able to kind of come back and they've been around each other. They've understand what they're doing and the scheme is together and they all, they know exactly who they are. There's nobody kind of making like issues on and off the field. I think that the Rams are just kind of going in like kind of just full steam ahead this year. I think that they're just going to keep rolling on from last year. Wes, I agree with you on that. You know, I feel like, you know, they have the obviously the greatest momentum at all the teams in the league yeah, heading to this season they, with yeah. being Super Bowl Super champions. Yeah. And also, you know, they made some moves to make them have a have another great run at repeating as Super Bowl champions. And you know, Wes, they still have one of the best head coaches in the NFL with Sean McVay. You know, yep. he has, you know, one of the best offensive minds in the league. And even though they 100%. lost Vaughn Miller in free agency to the Buffalo Bills. And they traded away Robert Woods, you know, and then even with the longtime veteran Andrew Whit- Whitworth retiring, um, they extended some of their key players that made them win the Super Bowl. Like you know, they gave uh, Matthew Stafford a four-year, hundred sixty million extension. They gave the best receiver from last year, Cooper Cub, a three yeah. a three-year well extension. Deserved. Yeah, well deserved a three-year extension worth up to eighty million dollars. Uh, they gave one of the best defenders in the league and Aaron Donald a three-year extension worth $95 million, yeah. which make which makes him the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL. And then they also got to sign Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears in free yep. agency. Uh, they gave him a three-year $46.5 million contract. And then, yeah, man. And then also they got to sign, I think pretty sure it was signed middle, middle linebacker, all pro Bobby Wagner, man. So yeah. guys, tell me about these moves. What do you think about, even though with the few losses they made, 
during the offseason, they gain a whole bunch, you know, and they still got to maintain their key players. Yeah, like you said, Cheese, I couldn't agree more of them losing those guys, but also being able to keep their core is huge for me because obviously we know that they know how to win, they know how to be pros, and they know understand how to help other people on their team to can continue to rise in their abilities. And like you said, she's they added some key players. Obviously, Bobby Wagner's huge. And then uh, Robinson to replace Cook. I mean, those are some great gets for them and just making, like, a stronger team even better with having those additions with those guys that they uh, re-signed to help out and continue to win, probably. Yeah, man, you know, their offense is still going to be fun to watch with, you know. Alan, Very fun. With Allen Robinson and – um. Cooper Cup, you know, yeah. being probably one of the best duos in the league, you know. And then also I have to note that, you know, so with Cam Akers coming back from injury, so say if he has, like, you know, another, like, injury-prone type of season, I think Daryl Henderson and the rookie from Notre Dame, Kyron Williams, I think they would honestly make a good, pretty decent running back duo. Just think, you know, they would make a pretty good uh, running back duo, honestly, if Cam Akers were to be down. Yep. I mean, obviously you have to have guys. It's a next man up league. I think that guys behind every position have to work hard to be able to continue on the roster and be able to be ready to play and uh, help their team win. Yeah, exactly. And then even though, like like mentioned about Bobby Wagner earlier, even though he's not in his prime anymore, I think he still plays. He's still playing at a good level, you know, despite his yeah. age, his older age. And yeah. I think he's a, he's a great leader, you know. I think Rams got a good investment in him because I think he's going to, you know, increase that leadership. And the Rams defense, and then they keep in mind was they still have all pro cornerback Jalen Ramsey. What do you have to say about this defense? Yeah, I mean, the defense, like you said, she's getting Bobby Wagner huge for them. Uh, that's another veteran that is able to be a leader on that defense. And yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey being two of the better defensive players in the league, I think that their defense is going to be very scary to go against and going to help their offense even more being able to have those guys uh, to back them up. Yeah, man, I, th- I think they're going to be fine on defense. And then, Wes, I, okay, back to uh, the offensive side of the ball. Wes, will their offensive linemen still be decent, even without Andrew Whitworth? Because, you know, he's a good leader on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I'm really not sure what their offensive line kind of looks like. I haven't really paid much attention to them, and I haven't really saw anything. But I'm sure that if they're going to be in the Ram system, with McVay, I think they're going to be able to, because obviously he's an offensive-minded guy, they're going to be able to have their offensive line dialed in, ready to rock and protect their now quarterback that they just paid, like you said earlier. So I think that even if, even with Whitworth leaving and retiring, they're still going to be fine on that side. Couldn't agree more. I mean, freaking if the Bengals, not so good offensive lineman, could take Joe exactly. to Super Bowl, I, don't, I yeah. think the Rams should be fine, Wes. Yeah, I agree. So, um, Wes, let's talk about you know their tough schedule. So, like this year, the Rams are facing team elite teams like the Bills, the 49ers twice, the Cardinals twice, the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Packers, the Broncos, and the Chargers. What do you have to say about this? Yeah, like you said, she's been talking about this earlier. Like this whole league basically has a tough schedule. But yeah, I think that being experienced like the Rams are, I think they're going to be fine because of everything that they've been through and they played these hard, these tough teams and battled through. And, but we're going to understand early that if they're ready to go or not by playing some pretty good teams earlier in the year and you having to get through those and then kind of like having a little letdown ish in the middle of the year, to get it picked back up at the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, in order to be the best, you have to beat the best yep, teams, you know, yep, yep. can't take these guys lightly at all. 
But no, you know, Wes, nobody, like, no, you can't take anybody lightly in the NFL. Yeah, that's facts. You know, look back when the Colts had to face Jacksonville just to win, to be able to yeah. win the playoffs. But nope, they flopped. But that's <laughs> yeah. a different story. That's a different yeah, podcast. Yeah, we, don't have to get, we don't have to get into that today, do we? Nope, no, sir, at all. <laughs> so, Never want to talk about it again. Yeah, please, please stop. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, Wes, um, do you honestly think the Rams team has a chance to go back to the NFC Championship? Yeah, I think. Or do you so. think they can I go mean, further? Let's, what's your take? I mean, yeah, they they they're good enough to make a playoff run again. And like we talked about earlier, cheese like the NFC is not very good. So like a twelve and six record is going to be top notch for the NFC. You know what I mean? So like it's going to be them with a couple other teams kind of staggered in, maybe a little bit behind them. But yeah, I think they have an opportunity, a very good opportunity if everybody's healthy to make a championship run. It'll be interesting to see though because. I mean, you never know with the NFL, right? I mean, injuries right. happen so often. You never know who's going to be on their A game that day and whatnot. And But, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think that everyone, like, if everything goes as planned, everyone's healthy, I think they have a chance to make a little bit of a run. Yeah, Wes, I can tell you already that my projection is that they will automatically go to the MC Championship. You think? Yep. And play who? Do you know? Are you um? I can see the Eagles. I think, I think we talked. No, I think we talked about this <laughs> on the last podcast with you in it. That I can see the Rams and the Bucks go at it, but yeah, uh, that, Bucks win it that time. Really? Yeah. Well, you never know, right? Exactly. It's too early projection. So yeah, way Wes, too early. You had the Cardinals going second place. Please tell me why you think this Cardinals team is going second over the 49ers. So. The one reason I have them over the 49ers right now is because, obviously, the situation with Debo Samuel. Uh, we don't know what they're going to do with him, if they're going to be able to pay him or if he's going to walk. We don't know. And, obviously, I think that the Cardinals just paid Kyler Murray, so they have their quarterback for the future. He's happy. And now the 49ers just released yesterday that Trey Lance is their starting quarterback. And for all we know, Trey Lance could be a bust. You didn't, we just don't know. We know what Kyle Murray is going to bring you. He's going to be able to make you win some games. He's going to make you lose some games at times. But we know what you're going to get. With Trey Lance, we have no idea. So, me personally, I'm kind of like up in the air about where I want to put them at. So, I just put them around 500 because I don't know about, one, Debo, his main target, and, two, if he's going to be any good, Trey Lance. So, I was kind of like kind of flipping back and forth with that. And that's kind of why I picked the Cardinals over the 49ers. So, Wes, my, I think the 49ers are second place because I feel like no matter who's the Q- QB between Trey Lance and Jimmy G, I feel like the 49ers are one of the best established rosters in the league. You know, they still have, you know, assume, I'm, I'm going to assume in my He's opinion, the, the, the demo Samuel, the demo, DB Samuel uh, stays with the team. Somehow they pull it off. With Kittle's got to stay healthy too. Yeah. That's one thing. They that's... still have a stud. All pro uh, stud, George Kittle. And yeah. like you said, he just needs to stay healthy. And he's honestly, personally, my favorite tight end in the league. He's very good. He's, especially with his, he's, he's, his, he's uh, a problem. He's yeah, a especially problem. Especially with his little first down first celebration down. with the <laughs> hand yeah. going yeah. forward. I love that. Yeah. Uh, they have one of the best fullbacks in the league with Kyle Shuzak. Yep. How do you say his last name? Yeah, that works for me. I really don't know how to say yeah, it. He's yeah, such, he's, oh, a, he's, he's a beast. He's a beast. He increases that, he increases that you know, Ron blocking scheme that the offenses has. And also... Yeah. Speaking about, like, you know, offensive-minded head coaches, uh, the 49ers also have Kyle Shanahan. So you basically have two of the best offensive-minded coaches in one division, which is, you know, crazy to think about. You know, I I have always liked watching Kyle Shanahan's offense ever since when, back in the RG3 days, back when he was in the Washington (laughs) Redskins, back when they called it the Redskins. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, 
And honestly, I, I love their offensive linemen. Uh, I like how they have, you know, all pro left tackle Trent Williams on the team. And like I said, first 99 offensive lineman in Madden. You see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of make, I kind of want to get there just because of that. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And once again, personally, he's my, my favorite left tackle in the league. I've been enjoying him since back in 2012, since once again, the RG3 days. Yeah. He was and a beast it, in Washington. Yeah. And get this uh, Sean McVay came from the Redskins. It's, it seems like, you know, the, you know, the farm system should be the Redskins. And guess what? Guess who else was there? Who? The Packers coach. I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Matt LaFleur. Yeah, LaFleur's from there, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I know it's the commanders, but, man, now we think about it, the commanders is just a good little farm system within yeah, inside for, for the league, huh? coaches, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, why do you think the pointers won't be doing good as what I expect them to be? Well, I, it's just like what I said. I just don't know. if I'm not completely bought in with Trey Lance yet, one. And then, two, we don't know about Debo. And, three, I haven't seen a healthy George Kittle in a long time. So we just never like if it, if everything goes to plan, yeah, they're like a like a great team. They're they're going to be obviously. I, I have them winning, having a winning season this year, even with all these questions. But like they'd be obviously in the top of like eleven wins, twelve wins around there if they were all healthy and they were all able to play together for a full season. I just don't know if that's going to happen, and I don't know about Trey Lance. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm just like I'm not a Trey Lance guy yet. I think Jimmy G is good enough to win you games. I mean, he's not going to take you over the top. We've seen that. Obviously, just like just not good enough. But it'll be interesting to see kind of what Trey Lance can do in this offense, like you said with Kyle Shanahan, having a great offensive mind, being able to change him and mold him into a great quarterback. We'll see if that happens. But, yeah, we need Debo. We need to understand what Debo is going to do to even think of what they're going to do because he's such a big part of that offense. Yeah, good take on that, Wes. I mean, I think, you know, as long as everyone stays healthy, as long with their offensive line you know, being one of the best run blocking teams in the league, I feel they're going to do good. Like I said, no matter who's in the quarterback. So as talking about the Arizona Cardinals, the reason why I have them on third place is not winning as many games because of two things, Wes. One, I think they're going to really struggle without DeAndre Hopkins because I saw like a stat line to where like he missed seven games last year. To when when DeAndre Hopkins lost seven games due to injury last year, they were one and four without him. So yeah. I think he makes a big impact in the offense, Wes. Yeah, that's very true. I agree with that 100%. But, like, you have your established guy. You have to understand what you want on the offensive side. You understand what you want to do. I think just being able to just kind of go right into the year, like we said, like with the Rams, like take that momentum in. Being able to kind of just go is going to be it, – it, like, strikes – I mean, obviously we know these are early predictions, but, like, it just strikes me as better because you're not having to change your quarterback and have to change your style. You're just kind of following in and – using the flow of last year to kind of just make your way up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That is true. They do have an established quarterback. You know, they know who their guy is and Kyler Murray. And, you know, he can, um, you know, he really knows how to pull like those defensive linemen, those linebackers. Oh, yeah. He's just really shifting fast. Cause especially with him being short, you just never know, you know? Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So yeah, he is fun to watch. And I feel like he is, I feel like for them to really win games, and then for them to step up when the team is needed to win, it's it's him, honestly. It all yeah, goes down to him. That's true. Yeah. Because you know, and, like we and, said, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. you know, with the suspension sus- suspension hurting him. Yeah. Hurting the team. And with Rondo Moore, he's a good receive young receivers, but with his career all along, he's been having health issues, man. Right. So like who can you rely on? I mean, I mean, you can't really rely on, you know, throwing it to Zach Ertz all the time because you know the defense <laughs> yeah. is always gonna um, key on him a little key bit. Key on him. Yeah. 
and they're going to always rely on Kyler. So what do you do? What else can you do, Wes? Because they yeah. did get Hollywood Brown, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's also, like, that's kind of how I am. Like, the way you're feeling about the Cardinals is how I kind of feel about the 49ers. That makes sense. Like, I'm it just kind of, like, sense. nervous about what they're doing and what's going to happen. I think just seeing, like, obviously Kyler Murray getting paid and having, like, a couple guys that have already been in the NFL understand what they need to do and how they need to get open, I think helps me – believe in the Cardinals more than I believe in the 49ers right now. That's just because I don't know what Trey Lance is going to be and how they're going to use him and what's going to happen. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, we're kind of on the same page, but with just opposite. different teams. Yeah. So, Wes, to continue on with my confusion, sorry, Wes, it's just that I'm on a roll with this. <laughs> no, you're good. Not Ram, but, like, just my worriedness about the Cardinals. I mean, they don't, like, yeah, besides, how, like, you know, with the injury-prone or suspended-prone, uh, D-Hop and uh, Wanda Moore, <laughs> I mean, who, I mean, you got Hollywood Brown, but who else other than that? Because you lost Christian Kirk and free yeah, agency, yeah, yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars. So, like, That's you know, true. Yeah. I just, I'm just worried about their lack of depth on the on the receiver group, and also I'm worried about their defense, Wes, because they lost Ed Washer veteran Chandler Jones to the Las Vegas Raiders. I feel like that was a huge loss, in my opinion, Wes. Who else did they lose? Think about uh, it. Hassan Riddick. Hassan Riddick. Okay, uh, sorry. The Eagles. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, the, I got excited. Sorry. Yeah, I bet you're hyped about him, huh? Hey? Oh yeah. Anytime I talk about the Eagles, I'm ready for it. But yeah, yeah, yeah I agree, Cheese. I'm, I'm with, I'm with you 100. I mean, they've, they do, they do have a lot of weapons that they've kind of lost, and their defense is skeptical. But I mean, you could say that same thing with the 49ers. I mean, so. the 49ers, they have Fred Warner, they signed Tavius Ward too. Like, you know, they paid him pretty good money, and then uh, they got Nick Bosa still. And they got Jimmy Ward. I still think, I feel like, in my opinion, was the 49 ers defense is more established, more better than that Arizona uh, defense. Who's their quarterback? <laughs> Trey Lance. I feel, I believe in him. Honestly. He's not established. You just said that he was more established, that they were more established. Quarterback is a huge part of the offense. Dude, teams. okay. I said the quarterback, the more established. I said okay, quarterback okay, position. Okay, that's fine. But I feel yeah. like Kyle Shanahan can develop Trey Lance into a good quarterback, you know? It'd take a yeah, little, little while. But, you know, worst case, they still have Jimmy G, you know, and Jimmy G knows that team very well. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not like dogging on him at all. I'm just kind of like it's just how we feel, like just how you feel about the Cardinals, how I feel about yeah. the 49ers. I just don't know. Yeah. And then do we talk about J.J. Watt yet or no? Uh, no. Yeah. OK. So, yeah. So back to my point about the defense. I, I mean, if seriously. He's old school, man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the defense can improve a bit, a bit but. They just need J.J. Watts to be healthy, man. Yeah, he's you know, getting I, old, though. I don't know if he is ever going to be healthy all the time anymore. Yeah, man. I kind of, like, I, I kind of miss watching Prime J.J. Watt, and I kind of want to watch He was a Prime. beast, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I saw it the whole time because he faced against the Colts two times a year back when he was a <laughs> Yeah, so, you I mean, up close and personal, didn't you? Yeah, at the, at the time, I didn't. But, you know, I want to watch, you know, at least some yeah. of a Prime him. You know, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. We just... Think about we're worried about teams, but they're just different teams, you know. Right, I get you. I mean, okay, so let's talk about their the 49ers' tough schedule. So they have the Denver Broncos, the Rams twice, the Cardinals twice, the Chiefs, the Saints, the Dolphins was the Bucks and the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to like? Do you think the 49ers can handle you know this elite schedule or what, man? Well, you think they can by that by the way you're talking about them. I don't know. I mean, like we said, cheese. All these teams have hard schedules. They kind of play about the same same team so yeah i think that they'll have to be dealing with something that's very tough um to deal with 
And that's just playing all these teams multiple times because this division, like you said, she's just one of the top in the NFC. So we know that they got to play all these teams twice and they got to uh, play all these other teams in their uh, regular season. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do and how they're going to be able to adjust. Uh, yeah, that's true. And then watching this division over the years, this division does give each, give each other within the division a good beating. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, not yeah, like oh, yeah. we never hear where, like, say, the 49ers sweep the Rams, you know? It's always right. a split with them yeah. or it's always split with the Seahawks and the Cardinals. You know what I'm saying? It's never a sweep like, you know, we see in the NFC South or the NFC North. You know what I'm saying? With like Packers yeah. sweeping Bears. That makes a great division though, doesn't it? Oh yeah, that's what I like about this division. And you know, and back when I asked, when I accidentally said like the St. Louis Rams, I've been watching the NFL for a while. So I sometimes always think about the Rams, you know, about them being from St. Louis, you know? Old school, old school. Yeah, let's go. So yeah, I mean, looking at the tough schedule games, when it comes to Arizona West, I mean, you, like you said, they had the, the same amount. Like they face every division basically faces the same teams, man. So yeah, honestly, West, like, do you think like the Cardinals can? What makes you can they really like toughen down with these with these elite teams, West, for the Cardinals or what? Because I feel like West, they're they're gonna be inconsistent once again under Cliff Kingsbury. He can never be. Yeah, he's up and down. That does make me nervous. She's all agree with you that that's that. that's that that was the sec, the second point I was gonna mention back. What, like 10 minutes ago? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because he always, like, you know, even when, okay, see, they have a healthy squad, right? Sure. Like, he, I don't think, he needs to be more creative because I feel like when I was watching him last year, Just he was always throwing him out. Yeah. yeah I've heard that. He was I've always throwing that, it to yeah. D Hop. Or to Zach Hurts, or just calling multiple run plays for Kyler. Yeah, he needs. Yeah, I've heard that multiple from like multiple things that I've read and kind of listened to that teams like they start off very good because like what last year they were what six and zero or seven and zero or something, something like, that. like that. Really and good start to half the season. Fell off, and that's what they. That's what people are kind of dogging on Cliff Kingsbury is that they can figure him out. He's not like he's a good offensive coach and good offensive mind, but like he doesn't make as many adjustments as needed. Is what I've kind of like grasp from myself so i think that's going to be an also interesting that's a great point she's i think it's going to be interesting to see how he can do and how he can manage this team and like you said the kind of the lackluster of their offense of what he's going to do now without d hop for a little bit we'll see it'll be interesting i don't know what's going to happen with this yeah division. and i and i really emphasize that point Wes, because last year wasn't just you know his only year of being like you know really hot the beginning of the season and then being trashed towards off, the end yeah. of the season because when you start when you first start out with the team with Arizona, he started three, three, and one, right? But ended the year two and seven. Really? In 2020, he started the year five and two, but ended three and six. Yeesh. And then in 2021, he started seven and oh. Wes, it was seven and oh. Yeah, I was I knew it was six or seven again. And remember. dropped to four and seven to the rest of the year. And yeah, I feel that's like insane. and I feel and then that D hop suspension once again won't help him to break that, you know, that streak or whatever you want to call it, that curse. Yeah, no, it will not. So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, Wes, hopefully after the, our discussion, you understand why I'm worried about the Cardinals. And I understand after your take. Okay, I was going to say, you better understand my way, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I'm just, I think I just love the 49ers more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. I get you 100%. Honestly, yeah, here's what I want to say on the podcast. Honestly, if, say if, right, what if. Sure. If the Colts weren't never a team in the NFL, I think the 49ers would be, my favorite team in the league. And you, do you have a reason for that? Or are you just kind of saying that just for fun? No, I've always liked the point. Like, <laughs> they've always been a fun team to watch. Even back when Alex Smith was there, when Alex Smith, remember when Kaepernick took over his spot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Super and Bowl. they reached their Super Bowl yeah. loss. 
against lost against the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's when yep. the, they were at the Mercedes Benz Dome and the and freaking, then lights went off. Yeah, the lights went off, and then, yeah, man, that was such a crazy game. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, man, and then freaking uh, Michael Crabtree dropped the you know crucial pass. I mean, yeah, catch. Yeah, yeah, man. Don't mention that. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I won't. So. Okay, so we, you know, express our feelings for both teams. Sure. Now we talk about the last place, Seattle Seahawks. So, Wes, what do you think about this team, and why do you think they're, like, dead last? Quarterback. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. I think that Drew Locke is not the guy. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? What do you, why do you think they're last? I think it's quarterback situation. Bad. Like, they need, they need somebody else. Well, Wes, I do agree 100% with you that, obviously, it's a quarterback situation. They don't have, like, one set compared to the other three teams, you know? Yeah. And another reason why I feel like they're going to be last because they won't have as much momentum into the season based on the, I feel based on the previous years, you know, you know how the previous years they had all the success. Yeah. Yeah. They have no motivation going into the season because they lost, especially when they lose their leader on offense in Russell Wilson, not Westbrook, Russell Wilson. (laughs) And they lost their leader in defense in Bobby Wagner. So, right. That's two huge losses. Yeah. And it culture shocked that whole organization. Yeah, well, guess makes- what just did happen to you about an hour ago. You see this? What the Seattle Seahawks have now paid DK Metcalf and they re-signed him for a three-year, $72 million contract. So now they at least have DK back and he's not sitting out of training camp. So that's that's one plus if you had to pick. Yeah, no, I did actually see that during dinner. I'm trying to help thank- him out. Yeah, thank yeah. you for bringing yeah, yeah, exactly. Help out the Seahawks just a little bit today. Yeah, I know I, I, I get into my positives, but yeah, you know, I think they relied on the leadership, you know, on Wilson and Wagner that they didn't expect both of them to leave in the same offseason. So I don't blame them one bit. You know, it's like, how can you? Yeah, that how hurts can them you? A lot. Yeah, that exactly. Hurts them a lot. But Wes, I can see them maybe trade up to get Jimmy Garoppolo's if, if, see, if San Francisco's fully dialed in into Trey Lance. Or no, they, I, they, they announced yesterday that they are. Wait, the 49ers what? announced yesterday that Trey Lance is their quarterback one. Yeah, yeah. But like you know what I'm saying? I, I've been and hearing rumors that you know Seahawks may pick up Jimmy G or the that Giants. That would be, that'd be smart. That help him out a lot. With what Seahawks or Giants? The C- oh, sorry, the Seahawks. Yeah, I can see. I can G. see that happening. But say if they were say if they stick with their quarterbacks on the roster as we speak, I personally think Geno Smith would start. What do you think, Wes? Who do you think would start? You think? Smith I think it's Locke? probably be Drew Locke. I think I don't know though. I mean, either or, you're kind of in bad shape. <laughs> I mean, what what do you think, so Wes, for Drew Luck? I'm not disagree, not not disagree. I just, want, I just I'm just wondering. Oh, I don't know. I just think that he's a better option. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's younger. He has like experience as a starting quarterback. He's just not very good. And either or, I don't think it's gonna be. Agreed. I, I don't. Wondering. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of a lose lose. Cheese. I'm gonna be honest with you. In my opinion. Yeah, because they haven't done anything really spectacular consistently throughout the careers. You know, it's always no, been up and neither down. Neither one of them. Neither one of them have. Yeah. I mean, Wes, I mean, how do you think about, like, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, that first game, man. With it's, That's going to be awesome. I love how the NFL did that. I know. I was like, you knew. You had you knew, to know it was coming. Yeah, you knew there's a reason why they did that. No, 100%. And then that's why, you know, that's why I love the league. We said this many times in previous episodes. We love the NFL. Anyways, Wes, I got to feel bad. I got to feel somewhat bad for Jamal Adams. So he he was one to leave the Jets, right? To be yeah. on the playoff contender, right? And now he's yeah. yeah now, now everybody that was helping them become a playoff contender is gone. <laughs> yeah, man. So what do you think about that, man? He's like he's like, man, I can't get a break. Yeah. Well, I remember he wanted out of there really bad. So and yeah, that was kind of a okay. I want to go on a winning team now, 
and then the whole Russell Wilson thing happened, and then you're just like, uh-oh. Now you're about, about back on the Jets now. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, might as well. Yeah, you might as well think that. Well, dude, At least they, they got a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no crap. But, dude, they did start off hot, though, the Seahawks, because, you know, when they beat the Colts first game, I thought, man, they're looking hot, you know? Yeah. But now they surely went <sighs> way downhill, didn't they? Yeah, zero to 100 real quick. And then, Wes, it doesn't help that their their offensive line isn't the best. They're not really established yeah. compared to, like, the other teams True. in the division. True. And then it doesn't help that Chris Carson's retiring and K.J. Wright retired as well. Yeah. Man, man they, they can't catch a break, it seems like. No, they're they, losing everybody, aren't they? Yeah. But, Wes, here's my pause. Okay, you did mention that, you know, you did mention a pause that they resigned D.J. Metcalf, D.J. Metcalf. So, at least you have one key player locked in for a couple more years. So, yeah. they also have Tyler Lockett as well. And then Wes, I'm excited to see what Kenneth Walker the third does. Cause like what else I can't wait, I can't wait to watch how he plays because he played really good in the Big Ten representing Michigan State. And yeah, then, he's a bruiser running back for sure. Oh yeah. And then this is the perfect time for him to shine because you know, this is since this is a rebuilding year for them, you know, you might as well yeah. see what he has to offer to the table to see might if, as well, right? Give him a shot. Your RB1 or not, you know? Yeah, give him a shot. I don't doubt that 100% cheese. And, yeah, and then, you know, with as we talked about, you know, so far about the Seahawks, since they're not good, you know, it doesn't help that they have a tough schedule. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, just a lose-lose, literally. I losing. mean, I mean, can, Wes, can you really see them win against the Broncos? I, can see them, I don't think I can so. See them win against, I can see them winning, you know, a couple games with the division, but – I don't think they're not going to beat the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Bucks, no, the Chargers. No, Come no. on. Any game any game that it's like has anybody that's decent, they're going to lose probably. They might sneak one or two out just because that's how the NFL is. You know, like we said, you can't underestimate anybody. But, like, yeah, this team's not very good. <laughs> yeah, no playoffs for sure. But Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either, Chiefs. I'm with you 100%. So, you know, I feel like, you know, do you have any other takes on the Seahawks or the teams in this, you know, loaded division? No, I don't think so. Do you? No, man, you know, I think we covered everything. You know, we all know the NFC West is, you know, I feel like always, in my opinion, you know, they always been a tough division. But I feel yeah. like this year, they're going to be crazy, especially representing the NFC. Yeah, I get you 100%. So, yeah, so that's the wrap. So, Wes, you know what it is, what it's time for. I do know what it's time for. It's time for a cheesy question today. I love it. So, Wes, the cheesy question of the day today is that, what do you think that does not belong on a burger? You can list oh. other like what do you call it? you can list like more than one like condiment or item one thing that i don't think belongs on a burger I mean, you, you can list more than one okay i think i just have one that i'm very uh adamant about let's hear it mustard on a cheeseburger you cannot have mustard it's always got to be mayo and ketchup no mustard can't have mustard on a burger what are you thinking are you do you agree or disagree with that? Well, so I do agree. I do agree that mustard does not belong on a burger because I don't. No, you put can't mustard have on my, it on a burger. Yeah, the go-to burger has got to be, listen, cheese. Obviously, the patty. Then you got some cheese, lettuce, not be though. Bacon, tomato, onion, mayo, and ketchup. Oh, go-to burger. What is what is one thing that you don't think is on a burger? I'm. I know you're dying to tell me cheese. I got, I got, I got three because you mentioned one mustard, right? Holy cow, you got three of them. Yeah, I don't think mustard belongs in a burger. I don't think mayonnaise belongs in a burger. Oh, hate that no. stuff. Okay, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And I don't I think can't eggs. And I don't see why people put oh eggs egg, in a burger. egg on a burger is amazing. No, okay, it's not man. every single every single time. So like, if you're eating a burger, like just like at a barbecue, don't put egg on it. But like, if you're gonna go somewhere like bougie and nice, oh, 
egg on a burger, count me in. That's how I look at it. And this is I can't a- believe I cannot believe you just said no mayo or egg. I, just, I think you gotta go either or. I think you just, go either or. You can't have mayo and egg on the same burger. I just don't like it, man. But dude, nothing oh pisses goodness. me off when I'm at the drive-thru at fast food, and I say no mustard or mayo, and what they do, still leave it on. So here, Wes, this is how much I hate like that <laughs> stuff on my burger. I'm gonna, I get when they do do that, I get the, a paper towel and wipe and try my best to wipe it. Oh, no kid. And then you just, don't, you just don't swallow it, swallow your pride and just eat it all. I mean, okay, if I'm really, really hungry. Yeah, just smash it, it and then smash it a couple bites in. Then you notice you're like, ah, man. No, yeah, because they load that. Because when they do put up the mayonnaise and the mustard, they load it up a lot. So, yeah, yeah that's I'm true. Going to, I'm that's going to true. take that extra five minutes to wipe it off. What burger automatically comes with mustard, though? I don't know any of them that you have McDonald's. to say no mustard. They don't have mustard on every single burger. That they okay, have. okay, not okay. I ordered the double cheeseburger the other day and it came with mustard because I asked, What does it come on? And then they listed mustard. Oh, I don't really. I didn't know that. That's yeah, weird. man. That's why that's why yeah, I'm never going to McDonald's ever again. Yeah, <laughs> there just, you go. You're I'm just never going to burger from there. Remind me of that. Yeah, you learn something every day. Eh? You do. You do indeed. So before we, I wrap up the podcast, I kind of want to ask the same question like I did to you last episode, like the episode last episode with you. So do you have any like movies or TV shows you've been like grinding lately that you like to suggest to the audience? Well, cheese, believe it or not, I've been on Zoe 101 kick right now. And it kind of just brings me back to when I was younger, you know, no worries in the world. Um, not working during the summertime, just watching that. Cause that's on all the time on TV back in the day. So like I've been on that, that's on Netflix. And then a movie that I've kind of been getting into is old school. And that's uh, with Will Ferrell. And then yeah, I like, go back and, movie. you know, like, they have like, like a all all time frat party and they're all a bunch of old guys. It's a good movie. It's funny. Those are two things that I've kind of been watching right now. How about yourself, Cheese? So Wes, uh, I do I do like Zoe one on one, but obviously haven't watched it in forever, you know. Yeah, I, that's how I was, I was. I'm like, I'm just gonna rewatch it just see for just for fun. But it, but yeah, it does sorry. it does bring I mean if I were to watch it, I would agree with you. It does bring good back good memories because I was on most of the time back when we were kids. Exactly, it's the same guy that made Drake and Joss, so you know, yeah, it's 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 the best, dude. Yeah, and then you know, it is a good group, you know, that show, you know, they make me laugh and stuff. So, my suggestions kind of like what you were talking about, you know, you watch a show or maybe it just brings back memories. So, on Discovery Plus, I've been watching Fear Factor. Oh man, and then when I look back, that stuff's intense, dude. I can't get into that. Yeah, I'm like, when I look so back when I was a little kid, I'd be like, man, I can do all that, I can do that, 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 no problem. Oh, now now you're like, oh, no way, yeah, yeah, not all the stuff, but I'm like, dude, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching Fear Factor. Uh, I will a a couple weeks ago, I went to watch The Black Phone. So, if if you're really into scary movies, that's a really good, you know, not scary, okay. They list it as a scary movie, but it's a thriller movie. But I kind of list them as the same thing. But yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also Sam Hamill, which is a really good friend, which is the girl that created this cover art for this podcast. Shout out to her. She suggested me Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds in it. And that was a good movie, honestly. Oh, that is a great movie. I really like that movie. Yeah. You heard it from Wes. Wes can uh, attest to that. I do um, attest to that. So, Wes, you know, thank you for... Being on the show, like always, man, I really appreciate, you know, taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, Cheese. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no problem. So you can, you know, once again, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Facebook as well. Just search up Talks with Cheese. And yeah, thanks for listening and thanks for the support. Peace. Peace.